Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I am Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. I'm honored to have you be a part of this audience on today. Thank you for the discipline of putting God first, making him a priority in our mornings that we will either get up early enough to do this or we will in fact um, make him the first part of our day as we are preparing ourselves for the remainder of the day. The truth of the matter is it is always good that we're able to give you something that will take you through your day that won't take all day to get to you. I wanted to, um, it's a good way for me to segue into our subject matter for today as we prepare ourselves to intercede on behalf of others. I wanted to um, challenge us continually as I started on last week talking about us putting God first. And um, that's really the subject matter of my discussion on this morning is putting God first and really understanding what does that mean and what does that look like when we say we are in fact putting God first, giving unto him priority. On last week, we talked about putting God first means that we keep the greatest commandment. When we when we say we're putting God first, the first thing I taught you last week is that it means keeping the greatest commandment. And again, the greatest commandment that we know that the Jesus himself told us is love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. That's found in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. So putting God first means that we keep the greatest commandment. The second thing I taught you on last week is that putting God first means that we keep our lives free from idolatry in all of its forms. Um, idolatry, idolatry, when we, when we make something out of a God. So putting God first means that we keep the greatest commandment. Secondly, putting God first means that we keep our lives free from idolatry as we see in 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, where it says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. An idol is anything that replaces the one true God in our hearts. That's what an idol is, anything that replaces the one true God. So, last week we discovered that putting God first means that we keep the greatest commandment. Two, putting God first means we keep our lives free from idolatry. On today, I want to talk about putting God first means that we strive to follow in Jesus's footsteps, that we strive to follow in Jesus's footsteps. Jesus's life, and this is according to 1 Peter, by the way, 1 Peter 
2, verse 21. That's our desire to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus' life was um, characterized by total submission to the Father's will, total submission to service to others, and total submission to prayer. I want to give it to you again. The life of Jesus is characterized by total submission, total submission to the Father, to the Father's will, to service of others, and in prayer unto the Lord. So in the garden, um, um, faced with unthinkable agony, Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. That's seen in Luke 22, verse 42. And that becomes an indication for you and I of showing us how Jesus was submitted, not to what he in fact wanted, but submitted himself to the will of the Father. And that's the indication of him putting God first. Jesus' words, his actions, and doctrine all came from the Father. He glorified the Father in every detail of his life and accomplished all that he had been sent to do. Now, one of the things Jesus taught us was to seek the kingdom of God above all else. He taught us to seek the kingdom of God above all else. Because, y'all remember, putting God first simply means that we strive to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And one of the things he did was he taught us to seek the kingdom of God above everything else. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be added unto you. That is, you all, we ought to seek the things of God over the things of the world. We ought to seek the things of God over the things of the world. We ought to seek the salvation that is inherent in the kingdom of God, considering that our greater value then all the of, of of all of what we get from God far outseeds anything we can get from the world. The promises, you all, the promise associated uh, with the command of uh, Matthew six thirty three is that if we're putting God first, He'll give you everything that you need. If we put Him first, He'll give us everything that we need that we need. During, during um, a time of famine, the prophet Elijah visited a, um, a, a town where he met this widow who was preparing a final meal for herself and her son. And Elijah asked her for, um, for some bread and some water. That's what he wanted. He wanted some bread and some water. Now remember this story. The prophet Elijah, he visited the town where he meets a widow who was preparing a final meal for herself and her son. Elijah comes along and he asks her for some bread and some water. And the widow explained to him that she had the resources for one meal only. And after that was gone, that she would face starvation. Elijah, the prophet, persisted. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And this is in 1 Kings, by the way. 1 Kings 17, verse 13. He tells her, don't be afraid. 
but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. Um, in essence, you all, Elijah told her to put God first. That's what he's telling her. Put God first. By faith, by faith, the widow obeyed. She put God first. She fed the prophet. And then came the miracle. Please hear me. By faith, that widow obeyed. She put God first. She fed the prophet. And then came the miracle. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Kings 17, verses 15 and 16, this is what it says, there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jar of oil did not run dry. I want to suggest to you all that those of us who put God first will stand out from the rest of the world. I'll, I'll say it again. If we make God a priority, God is determined to make us stand out from the rest of the world. If we put God first, make him the priority, God says all of these other things I will add unto you. Um, in John chapter 14, John 14, and specifically verse 15, he says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Um, they will do, you take up your cross and, and you follow Jesus. Those who put God first will stand out from the rest of the world. They will obey God's commands. That's number one. They will take up their cross and follow Jesus. And they will not forsake their first love. Let me do this again. Those who put God first will stand out from the rest of the world. They will obey God's commands. They will take up their cross and follow Jesus. And they will not forsake their first love. They will obey God's commands. John 14 verse 15. They will take up their cross and follow Jesus. Luke 9, 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. But not only will they obey God's commands, and not only will they take up their cross and follow Jesus, they will not forsake their first love. And that's according to Revelations chapter 2, verse 4. But I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Y'all, those who put God first will give God the first fruits, not the leftovers. The Christian life is characterized by moment to moment, selfless service to God that flows from love for him and his people in all things. You know, so in all things, the believer trusts, obeys, and loves God above all else. That's what the believer does. The believer trusts, the believer obeys, and loves God above everything else. Putting God first becomes easier when we take to heart the words of 
Romans chapter 11, verse 36. Here's what it says. Everything comes from the Lord. All things were made because of him and will return to him. Praise the Lord forever. Amen. Let me thank you all for your time today. I want to challenge you all that as you all are looking at your own lives and resetting those lives for unlimited possibilities, I want to challenge you. Make the adjustment and make God first in everything that we do. I want you to seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek it above all else. All right. I want you to make sure that you are placing God in his rightful place. I want you to obey God's commands. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. And make sure that you do not forsake your first love. Hey, listen, I need you all to help me today to pray for persons who need our prayers. I want you to pray today for Sister Martina ba Baxter, who's requesting prayer for her niece, Tracy, who had open heart surgery on this past Friday. Vitals are good. She's not responding, however, and we need to bombard heaven. We're pressing prayer for Deacon Ruby um, Dixon's family member, Patricia Pinkett, stage four cancer, throat cancer, um, two weeks for chemotherapy treatment. I need us to pray. I need us to bombard heaven, if you will. Praying for Sister Mary Davis, um, Deacon Evelyn Mackins, um, Sister Martina Baxter. We're praying for Associate Pastor Talia White. Praying for Velda Jones um, and for Brother Larry Thomas. For Sister Gailene Musgrove, for Brother Dion Coleman and um, his wife as they are um, assisting their relative in um, the transition of their dear sister, um, praying for Stacy's family, praying for Sister Terrell Power, Sister Terrell Power's grandfather, uh, Bobby McFadden, transitioned. We we'll lift that family in prayer on today. I want to ask you all to also pray for Sister Robin Ball's sister. Sister Robin Ball's sister, we're lifting Sister Robin Ball's um, sister in prayer. We need God to move in a mighty way. And so I'm asking you all to um, help. I want to pray for you on today. For those names that I have and for those names that I don't have, I want to ask you all to help me today to just pray and to intercede on behalf of persons who have needs that need to be met. Father, in Jesus' name, we're grateful today for another day. Truth of the matter is, God, you saw fit to wake us up to see it. It was nothing that we did, nothing that we deserved, nothing that would even earn us this kind of um, grace and mercy. But, Lord, you saw fit to do it. God, we, in fact, um, are determined. A few of your believers have gotten together on today, and we've touched and agreed, God, that um, we want to be like you. We want to follow in your footsteps. The truth of the matter is, God, we see all throughout your word how you, in fact, um, got up early in the morning, retreated, God, to a place of um, 
of um, quietness and prayed unto the Father. And so, God, it is our desire to be like you and to do those things that you have done, setting for us the precedent of what God wants. And so, Lord, we come today, early this morning, um, believing that we could um, talk to you. We know that you are our high priest who sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. And so, Lord, we thought that we would call upon your name on this morning and um, ask you, God, to bombard heaven on our behalf. God, it is our desire um, to put you and God first. That's our desire, Jesus. We want to we want to make you first, God. We want to make you first. God, we've determined that we want to make you first in our lives. It is our desire to um, seek the kingdom above all else. God, it is our desire to make sure that we obey your commands. It is our desire, God, take up our cross and follow you. God, it's our desire to forsake um, anything that will cause us to make us, in fact, forsake our first love. We're forsaking anything that would distract us from our first love. And so, Lord, we want to put you first. We're going to keep the commands. God, we're going to, in fact, keep our lives free from idolatry. We refuse to allow anything to take the place of God. We, God, want to put you first, knowing that we're going to follow in your footsteps. Now, Lord, we ask this. Please forgive us for the missteps we have taken, for the thoughts that we have had, for the actions that we have completed and done that had nothing to do with you. Please forgive us. Reset us, God. Restore us so that we are in complete alignment with your will, in complete alignment with your word. I pray for tears that are yet falling. I pray for hearts that are yet confused. I pray for hearts that are disturbed and for, and for minds that are discombobulated with thoughts that are not like yours. I pray for ears that they will hear you and ignore the voices of the enemy. I pray, God, for our eyes that we might see only what you want us to see. God, help us to have eyes of faith that even when we don't see a way, then, Lord, we commit to doing it your way. Because, God, you said that if we put you first, all these other things will be added unto us. So, God, it is our desire to seek ye first, to seek ye first your kingdom and your righteousness, believing that all of these other things will be added unto us. Lord, we love you. God, we love you. God, we love you. God, we love you. And thank you for loving us when we were even unlovable. Thank you so much, God. Now, Lord, Hear this prayer, all the names that we've called, all the desires that we've mentioned, 
fulfill every need, God. We believe that you can. We know you can. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all. I pray today that you are challenged in your thinking. And at least not by me, by the word of God today. That we want to start making God the priority of our lives. Now, I've given you some principles. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose. Love you much. See you at 12 noon for Bible study. God bless you all.